The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Rebbe Wadish, my boss in the summer times, old boss in the summer times, I used to run a day camp in New York for many years. I was the high counselor over there. So Rebbe Wadish was my boss. He was the director of the camp. Um, he told me when he made a wedding for one of his first kids, Reb David Feinstein and Reb Ruvain Feinstein showed up to the wedding. Now, I don't know if you know, Reb David Feinstein, Reb Ruvain Feinstein, these are the Gidolei Hadar, the children of Reb Moshe Feinstein, both well into their 80s. They showed up to this wedding. Now, when the Gidolei Hadar show up to your wedding uninvited, that's shocking. So Reb Wadish went over to the other side uh, and said, why didn't you tell me that you were inviting the Gidolei Hadar? We would have given them Berachot, we would have given them Kibud, we would have given them something. And the other side just shook their head and said, I can't believe it. They actually showed up. So what do you mean they actually showed up? Well, we didn't invite them, but they showed up. He's like, what are you talking about? He said, oh, we have to tell you why they're here. The other side, their family's grandfather, meaning the mother's father, years before, he used to live not used to live, he used to work around MTJ, the school of Reb Moshe Feinstein on the Lower East Side. And whenever they needed help inside the school, electric work, things along those lines, this lady's grandfather, a Sephardic Jew, was very handy with all these different types of plumbing and electric work, and he would go and he would help them. One day, he was driving home for Shabbat from Manhattan to where he lived in Long Island. On his way home, he stopped somewhere. And unfortunately, he stopped in the Bronx. And unfortunately, there was a drive-by shooting. And he got shot and he was murdered on Friday afternoon. Died. This is before cell phones. The family had no idea what happened to him. Finally, Motzeh Shabbat, the cops put together who the guy is. And they got a phone call. We're sorry to tell you this, but your father passed away. At the Levaya, at the funeral... Reb Moshe Feinstein stood up to speak and he said, this was such a tzaddik, he was such a tzaddik, remember last time was Abud, he was such a tzaddik that all the years that we called and asked him to help us with the electric and with the plumbing inside the yeshiva, he refused to take payment. He refused to take a dime for it. Therefore, Reb Moshe said to the crowd, I have a karata tov to him. And I will personally go to every single one of his children and grandchildren's weddings until the day that I die. I have a karata tov and I will go. Your grandfather, your father won't be there to dance at your wedding. And in his place, I hope that my humble shoulders can take his place at your wedding. And sure enough, Reb Moshe Feinstein showed up. But listen how beautiful this is. His 80-year-old children, Reb David Feinstein and Reb Ruvain Feinstein said, if our father felt akaratatov to this family, so then the entire Feinstein family has akaratatov to your family. And so therefore, it's not just something that my father took on. Reb Dovin, Reb Ruvain said, they're in their 80s, they're Russia Yeshivot, they have the entire America on their shoulders. Good luck trying to book them to speak, good luck trying to anything, they're so busy, but akaratatov, a tenant, something that is is the reality and the foundation of a Jew. They showed up to their wedding. But it goes deeper. 
showing somebody a karatato. The same Rabbi Wadish, he and I went, um, it was two summers ago, we went to New Jersey, we brought the, the yeshiva, we brought the yeshiva, we brought the camp to a certain rabbi in New Jersey during the um, nine days to get a beracha. And afterwards, the camp went off to some activities, and Rabbi Wadish and I, we were going to go back to Brooklyn to go run the rest of the camp. On our way back, there's a pizza store over there. And Rabbi Wadish said, Ari, and he pulled over to the side. He said, I want to go in and say thank you to the guy behind the counter, because for years we've been sending our camp to Great Adventures in New Jersey, and the guy behind the counter for years has been taking our order, and I'd like to go. He's like, you know, I, I'm never here around this. Let me go in and say thank you. Rabbi Tai, one of the greatest mistakes of my life is that I stayed in the car. I remember clearly I had a speech that night in Great Neck. I stayed in the car. I, I, I had my material. I had to prepare the speech. I wish I would have gone in. Because about 10 minutes later, Rabadish came back to the car and his eyes were all like teary eyed. And I, this, this speech gets me. And uh, I'm like, is everything okay? And he said to me, Ari, yeah, I got to tell you what just happened. He walked up and it's very busy. It's the nine days. And we know during the nine days, nobody eats meat, right? You only eat milk. So it's a pizza shop in Lakewood. It's very, very busy. And. Uh, so you have a lot of people working behind the counter. Mayhem. Place is packed. Babies are crying. It's crazy. Rabbi Adish walks up to the counter and he says to the first guy, Is Chaim here? Is Chaim? One second. Now let me say, Chaim, you here? Huh? And the guy comes out. He's flustered. He's got everything in the world on his shoulders. He comes walking up. He's like, Yes, how can I help you? He said, Shalom Aleichem. I'm Rabbi Wadish. And he said, Okay. He said, I'm Shlomo Wadish. Solomon Wadish. And he remembered from the credit card. He's like, from Camp Sharim? He said, that's right. He said, I just came to tell you, thank you so much. The pizza's always so delicious. All those years that my boys go to great adventures, they always look forward to you sending them pizza. And I just wanted to tell you, I was in town, show you a karatatop. Thank you. I know you hear these stories, but this actually happened. In the middle of the pizza shop, the guy broke down and started crying. Couldn't the guy, all the pressure and everything, just a flood of tears. And he like jumped over the counter and hugged Rabbi Wadish with all his might, just hugged him. It's like, whoa, okay. And he said to Rabbi Wadish, look around. Nobody says thank you anymore. Nobody really says thank you. He said, you know how hard my job is? And nobody says thank you. Nobody. So he said, well, Adish, thank you for saying thank you. And he's like, can I give you a pie of pizza for free? <laughs> he was like offering him food and food. And Adish was on a diet, so he didn't take. And I said, Rabbi, I'm not on a diet. <laughs> Two-hour drive back to... Ah. When you go and you start to show somebody a karatatov, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do for somebody else. It's amazing the words. When you show somebody a karatatov, you can ask my wife. Whenever I get an email from somebody saying, Rabbi, thank you for a certain class, or somebody even yelling at me, Rabbi, I hated your certain class. I take both of those as a karatatov. Honestly, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. There's so much work, you know. It goes into it. And when you give somebody else a thank you, when you let somebody else know, thank you. Wow, it's amazing. It's incredible. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.